Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. And I'm Katrina Unit. And today, we're past the halfway mark. It's time for Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. An hour ago, a bomb blew up the Kremlin. The president has initiated ghost protocol. The entire IMF has been disavowed. Now I've been ordered to take you to Washington where they will hang the Kremlin bombing on you and your team. Unless you were to escape after assaulting Brandt and me. But if any one of your team is caught, they will be branded terrorists out to incite global nuclear war. So what happens now? Your mission, should you choose to accept it. So, what's the play? Now... I feel when Ghost Protocol came out, there was a huge wave of, this is the best Mission Impossible movie. Yes, there was. And then Rogue Nation came out, and there was a big wave of, this is the best Mission Impossible movie. And then Fallout came out, and there was a big wave of, this is the best Mission Impossible movie. It's just getting better and better, that's why. It is indeed. So when Ghost Protocol came out, were you part of that wave? Red? Dead. I always liked Mission Impossible. I went to the cinema to see it actually with my scout troop. Um, and it was very good. And I was like, wow, oh my God, Mission Impossible is so good. D- did you get angry at the people who didn't know Michelle Monaghan was? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you get yeah, angry I... when people didn't cheer when Ving Rhames showed up? No, I, d- I didn't because I was 10. You're not going to make it! You're not helping. I was 10. I wasn't really, you know, that... I, I wasn't as into it then as I am now. Um... I enjoyed the films and I was like, oh... This is cool. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't as like amped up about it as I am now. Mm. Where we are both literally gagging for Mr. Impossible 7. So bloody excited. 
Okay. Oh, fun game. Here we go. Now, you are only allowed to watch one. One? Movie. Mm-hmm. You're doing two little series as with us this year. You're doing Denis Villeneuve Fortnite and you're doing this. Mm-hmm. I think I know your answer. I'm building up to this a lot, but I think I know your answer. You're only mm. allowed to watch one, Dune or Mission Impossible 7. Mission Impossible 7. I think I mean, yeah. I was, as, as I started ans- asking that question, I realised that, no, I think... Uh, I think Mission Impossible has a, a bigger place in my heart yeah. than Denis Villeneuve films do. And at the time of release, you will have seen Dune. And if Dune is the biggest failure of all time or is really bad, then people will be laughing it at you. It really could go either way. It Jim. really could. It re- I, it's, it's very... Will this be his first ever failure as a filmmaker? I, I mean, it is ridiculous that that is the statement, that he still hasn't made a bad film and he has made... I know you're like lukewarm on Sicario, aren't you? I think I've only I haven't I haven't seen it in a in a, in a while, so I don't. Sicario really fucking remember. rules. Sicario is I great. I need to rewatch. <laughs> um, I think I've seen it anyway. I'm not. I can't. I, I'm pretty. I, I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen it. Sicario is great, but you love Emily Blunt. Mm. And like Daniel Kaluuya's in it in the first scene. I need to rewatch it, so I don't well, know. If I've you seen know what? It. I'm going to pencil you back in because you were like when I said to you. Are there any that you don't want to do? You said, I don't want to do Sicario. So I'm I going to pencil I... you back in. Yeah, I can't think. I don't know if I've seen it. I don't know. Very, I have a bad very, memory very of films sometimes. Um, no, uh, Sicario's excellent. Love, love Sicario. Um, but anyway, Mission Impossible 4. So we, once again, just like J.J. Abrams, we've got a big director to talk about, which we have talked about on the show before with Ratatouille and The Incredibles. But mm-hmm. now, uh, this is, of course, Brad Bird's first non-animated film, first live-action film. That is insane. So that he is makes, crazy. He makes uh, lots, lots of um, animated stuff in the world of TV and the like. He does a bit of mm-hmm. Simpsons. Then he makes Iron Giant, and I believe that's basically where he gets poached for, by Pixar. Love Iron Giant. Yeah, we're, I like Iron Giant too. I hope, I mean, I don't know when I'll watch it, but um, I hope it holds up. Mm, then I he makes it, it Incredibles. Then he makes Ratatouille. Then Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Excellent. Then Tomorrowland, which is a bit... Oh my God, I remember that film with... Um, Josh Clooney, what, yeah. And... Hugh Laurie. The Girl. The Girl. The Girl is... Britt Robertson. Britt Robertson, yeah. Very beautiful woman. I don't know what else I've seen her in. Kappa Kappa Die? No. I think she, I think she was in one called The First Time or something like that. Uh, uh, see. She was in The Longest <laughs> Ride. Yes, I remember that film. I've never seen it. She was in Ask Me Anything, which 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 looks dirty. I, I don't know if that's the movie that you think is called The First Time. Oh, no, she was in the movie The First Time. I thought, I thought so. A shy senior and a down-to-earth junior fall in love over one weekend. And it's directed by Jonathan Kasdan. It's, um, it's, a, it's a cute little... 
Oh, kind of film. We got a groovy kind of Plus, Dylan O'Brien's a very good looking man, and Britt yeah. Robertson's. Dylan I think O'Brien. they da- they dated for quite a while after they made ah. that film. Victoria Justice was also in it. What was the tagline for this movie? The tagline was "Nervous is normal," which actually is is a yeah. quite, it's actually quite true and quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but enough about Tomorrowland. I think yeah, Will it's... really loves Tomorrowland. Weirdly, why? Just another fucking Will. <laughs> still Willism. Will movie. Um, Ghost Protocol, though. Um, big press at the time regarding, of course, the. Um, I like to call it the Wiz Khalifa jump because I can never actually remember what the tower's called. What? It's not called... What's the tower called? What, in Dubai? The Burj Khalifa. The I always Burj call Khalifa. it the Wiz Khalifa. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Burj Khalifa. Tell you all about it when I see you again. My God, man. <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes calls it popcorn entertainment that really works. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, it gets it's a budgeted at 145 million, which is pretty big. Uh, and it it does make back 694.7. Um, so again, I mean, uh, these none of these have actually been failures. Mm. Um yeah, none of these are actually failures. Um, remind me to return, you know what? I'm gonna do it now. So the other day, I can't. I think it was the other day. Oh, was it Ratatouille with Will? I can't remember. Um, you want somebody wanted to talk about names of the soundtracks because they were really good. It must have been Will. Uh, and there's a Probably. couple. And there's a couple in here. Um, the Michael Giacchino. Oh my God! It was Michael Giacchino who writes the Ratatouille music. He must. Just, the partners. He just has a wild time naming these tracks. Here's a couple. In Russia, phone dials you. Great, great. Kremlin with anticipation. Yep, I love that. From Russia with shove. Love these are brilliant. These are absolutely insane. <laughs> a man, a plan, a code, Dubai. Uh, yep. <laughs> mission impersonable. Okay. Uh, Not as good as the um, the other ones, but okay. Moro trouble than she's worth. <laughs> Oh god. And the world's worst parking valet. <laughs> is that an actual one? Yeah, I presume wow. uh, that is incredible work from Michael Giacchino there. That's um, great. Uh YouTube comments. Who are you really, Brant? I'm Hawkeye. Terrible joke. I, I've come I'm, I think I'm gonna retire the YouTube comments because yeah. they're terrible and they're just Marvel jokes. So I'm going to officially retire it. If anybody, like in the future episodes, if there are YouTube comments, think yourself lucky if you really enjoyed YouTube comments. Um, This will be the final YouTube... Well, no, it won't because we've already recorded certain episodes. But this will be the final one chronologically. Mm. We're entering the 10th anniversary of Eminem's recovery and that song is still perfect for the complete recovery of the Mission Impossible franchise. Okay. <laughs> no, what should say about about that comment? Really? Yeah. Uh, oh no. The spice. No flavor in these comments. Here's a flavor, Tom. You always look better with layered shoulder length hair. Your future <laughs> missions see you with it short, and it just ages you. Cheers. I I don't think it does. I I think I you know I watched Rogue Nation the other day. I think 
he looks really good in that film. I was watching it thinking, this is the best he's ever looked. It looks better. Like, um, I mean, the press, the first press image from Mission Impossible 7 where he's just stood on a train. Brilliant, I find brilliant. very funny. I love that. And um, no, but he's still rocking the short hair from Fallout. He's gone back to cocktail, Tom Cruise, and it's, uh, it's, good, to, it's good to be there. Because I feel like Mission Impossible 2, he was just dipping his toe in with the long hair. And, uh, the, the long hair in four is is different to the long hair in two. Yes, and and in turn, Rogue Nation. Yeah. Um, no, you short hair in Rogue Nation. Uh, only a, no, it's shorter, but it's still it's not it's not the like the buzz cut fallout, is it? Um. Yeah, I guess it's a bit more of a flop. <laughs> You know, like um... Like Mission Impossible <laughs> 2. Yeah, I think I think he looks best in Rogue Nation and then Fallout. He looks pretty good in Fallout, I have to say. I did see um, some press images of um, number seven, yet mm. to be named. Still yet to be named, yeah. Um, and he d- he's looking his age. Oh. In a is, good, rugged kind of way? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tom Cruise, is, he's a good-looking guy. But he's starting to look, you know, nearing 60. This is true. I mean, I'm pretty sure he still looks better than Indiana Joe, than Harrison Ford is going about on his bike around London and then and again breaking his ankle. But we love Harrison Ford. Yes, good we God. do. Indiana Jones still, 5, be good. Yeah. But the, the, I think there was a press image that um, Rebecca Ferguson might have posted mm. of just the two of them of um, Ethan. Well, I, I assume it's Ethan and Ilsa. And yeah, he's he's looking his age. I mean, he's well, not looking his age necessarily because he's he's about to be he's sixty next year. And you, I don't think you'd believe that. No, I think you could get like 10, 60 sixty-year-old people and put them next to Tom Cruise and go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, in my opinion, here's, here's my thing. Yeah. Is Ethan Hunt younger than Tom Cruise? I say yes. I say Ethan's 10 years younger than Tom Cruise is. So I, I say the character is younger. I don't think they ever mention his age, but in my opinion, the character seems younger than, like, you know. Okay, okay. No, so according to Mission Impossible fandom, he's... 53. Mm. And Tom Cruise is 59. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. He was born in Madison, Wisconsin in 1964. Mm. Whereas Tom Cruise was born in 60. Uh, he was born in 1962 in Syracuse, New York. No way. So can about you name the three? Ago. Can you name the three Tom Cruise marriages? Go. Um, Nicole Kidman. Um, oh, yeah. What's her name? Katie Holmes. Katie and the Holmes. one, the one before, is she the one that got him into Scientology? Oh yes. Can't remember her name. Wait, Mimi Mimi. Rogers. Yeah, that was Mimi it. Mimi Rogers. Yes. Uh, who has a great uh, Mad Men episode? Is she? Plays... I swear, she's not even a Scientologist anymore. I don't know. Well, not many are. 
I'm not saying I want Tom to make like a public comment, but like, I feel it's weird that like, you can just be a Scientologist and like, we're all, and, and we just don't know. Mm. Help me what I'm trying to say. I don't know what you're trying to say. I just mean like, there's just no information about him as a Scientologist and hasn't been for a while. Like then and again, because with all the Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale stuff, people will ask Elizabeth Moss about being a Scientologist because they're like, why are you a Scientologist? I feel, I, you know, I feel bad for her because she was born into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Glenn Close was born into a cult. She got out of that, so. I suppose so was um, Joaquin Phoenix as well. Mm-hmm. So many people like born into cults. Yeah. Um. Oh yes, uh, Katrina Unit one star review, Connor. This franchise will self destruct in. Ugh, there it goes now. What? Some fella wants to blow up the world or something. We don't know why, but it doesn't matter because it's that guy from the Millennium films. Therefore, your argument is invalid. No explanation is needed. No, the explanation is that he thinks that humanity needs to restart. What's and the best movie with that exact plotline? Is it this? Is it Tenet? Is it Infinity War? Is it? Good point. Good point. Um, this one feels like you kind of understand what he's coming from in that he, the the main ruin it like the people who are ruining the planet is humans. So mm. for nuclear war, will you know will rebuild as a better society. So I don't, I don't, I don't agree with him but I no. understand his reasonings a little bit mm. better in that, you know, Hiroshima, you know, rebuilt mm. itself. Look at, look at Japan now. You, you could barely even yeah. know that they were war tyrants because they, they, they do anime now. I, I'm, I, if you that, die before me, which you won't do because you don't eat like me, but I will put that on your grave. You could hardly know that they were war tyrants because they do the anime now. Um, it's so true though yeah worse than the second crap worse than the second the big thing here is that they made it into a fucking comedy I don't want a comedy for crying out loud I want a proper MI and there is just one huge difference in this MI that missed the whole point of the movie Oh, all right. be boring then like what like I bet they're the kind of person who someone makes a joke and they're like I don't find that funny, actually. You're like, oh, God, all right, chill out. Calm down. Ten Ten lines is what IMDb requires for a review. So here goes. Stupid, 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 stupid. There. Should do it. You think the ancient Romans were cruel? At least, oh, my God. Okay, when did the world begin to accept filmed fodderol, such as this movie? You think the ancient Romans were cruel? At least they tortured the few people participating in the action, not the thousands in the seats. <laughs> what? what I, you, you know, like these people who hate good like films like this, I'm always like, what is your life like? What are you like as a person? Like, what is your life like? No thinking in, Mich- in Impossible, just blowing things up. The cinematic equivalent of a Saturday night de- demolition derby in some clusterfuck southern town made of mud. Jesus. Duh, boom. Duh, boom. 
Brad Bird must have a pod in his bed in a basement somewhere. This can't be his work. I just I don't know. Lighten up a little guy's guard. Mission to stay awake, do you accept? <laughs> I just like how do you find this movie boring? Like what is like what is your life like? Like what kind of films do they like? If they don't like this, what do they like? I am. Um, we you know introduced I, the one star review corner like late into the game. I say late into the game, like a hundred episodes in or whatever. And obviously, we've done a lot. Of, we did a lot of my favorite movies first. I can only imagine going back to some of those films and hearing what they have to say about, like, I don't know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I would love to know. I just. What do they watch? What is it? Master in Command or whatever that fucking film is. With... Uh, Master in Command is great, Katrina. I was made to watch it the other day. And you know when you're just not in the mood for that kind of film? <laughs> Will, not podcast Will, made me watch it. And we're supposed to be having a chill movie day. <laughs> do you not I go w- in for graphic depictions of, like, leg <laughs> surgery? I wanted to watch, like... I don't know, sliding doors or something. And he was like, no, I'm not in the mood for a rock. <laughs> so we watched Mastering Command instead. Well, me and Will, not podcast Will, would have a great time watching Mastering Command together and going, so realistic. Look at that. Like, oh, no, they're going to mute me. But yeah, by the end, I mean, I was doing all that, but at the time, at first, he was like, do you want to watch? Do you even want to watch this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I was like, no, in my head, I was like, no, I really don't want to watch this film. Let's watch it. And it was two hours and 18. Yeah, of pure crow. <laughs> it's just like, the only character I liked was the Doctor. I thought, I mean, not that this this, this is what we're supposed to be talking and you, about. And you've got a big thing for Paul Bettany. Yeah, exactly. That's why I liked the Doctor the best. No, I know, I know. I was just like, I'm just saying things that I thought you'd like about the movie. I know, I ended up enjoying it. I just, at the time, I would have rather have watched Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol, hmm. or Sliding Doors. Instead, I watched, um, you know, a harrowing it. tale of life. I- on a sea vessel. I want you to know, Katrina, that you, that you spent like five minutes trying to describe how you think that I'd really like this guy. And you could have spent less of that time and just said, he likes Master and Commander. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have been in. Not that it, you know, not that it, it, it'll, like by this time next year, I'm like, oh God, I'm not, I can't listen to that. But uh, yeah, there you go. He likes Master and Commander. I doubt you'll ever meet him, but there you go. Mastering Commander. Well, you know, if he ever wants to talk about Captain Jack Aubrey... Oh. Shall I get him on the podcast? <laughs> oh. um, let's get into the body of this film. What's your favourite two-minute stretch? Mine is when they set sail. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is when that guy goes to shoot a bird and instead shoots Paul Bettany. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, don't ruin Mastering Commander for people. Um, okay, 10-minute stretch. The prison. I think yes, I think yes. immediately we set off with a different tone. We've had mm. wackiness before, but this is like, there is just straight comedy. Like the whole playing ain't that a kick in the head and the choreographed, it's, it's very Edgar Wrighty, like choreographed to the music mm. and the beats and the punches and, and then the whole Simon... Speaking of Simon Pegg, 
and the whole waiting at the door and oh you're really waiting I know what that means Whoa. you know yeah, I, I enjoy you it and I, me, but yeah. you can't see me but I am doing the hand, <laughs> the, the hand Tom Cruise shrug face I don't know why that's not where you just yeah just, why isn't that just, a gift send and wait I don't know. Make, make it. I don't know. Make it. I'm never I'm not making a gift in my ball. <laughs> well, there you go. Stop. Stop moaning then. <laughs> I pushed for like years for somebody to make the meme of, um, like I don't know, Kevin Spacey winning his Oscar, and then loads of the Kirby enthusiasm, ding, 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 diddly ding, and all the pedophile stuff, and then cut to the final bit of Usual Suspects where he goes and like that. He was gone. That was just like yeah. so ripe to be made. But should have made it yourself then. This this just proves Tom. If you want a job doing, do it yourself. You're talking to the biggest proponent of that ever. You know, well, I'm clearly the not. Proponent clearly not. Now, when it comes clearly to not. gifts, clearly not. Um, all in Either all, way, I think yes, this new this comedic is... tone works. Yeah, I do. It's a bit more light-hearted. It's like, it, it, it's not taking itself too seriously. Mm. However, it went number what... two. Number two was weird, crazy, and was <coughs> bad. Number yeah. three was too serious. Number four, it, it's learned that, that balance. And it is funny. It's a funny film. Mm. But it does also have serious moments and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, um, I think, we, I mean, we've mentioned this far too many times now. But like Ghost Protocol, even though this is directed by Bradford and then the next two are Macquarie, we do feel we're getting into a sort of groove. Yeah, it knows what it's doing now. Yeah, and a nice tone and a nice rhythm. Um, very excited for Rogue Nation and, and Fallouts. And, uh, and watching those again, actually. I, I haven't returned to them yeah. in, a, in a while. Um, but... Um, yeah, right, right. very, very. And with this film, it's like it doesn't have to take it so seriously itself so seriously because it's already established that it it is a good, you know, like the films can be good. Like with three, you know, it's established itself as a as a film series. I think by that point, yeah, it feels like so when it can Bond like goes funnier for a film, or it's a bit wackier, and um. We haven't been in that territory for a long time. I'll be interested, because like these Bond, Craig Bonds have gotten pretty dark. I'll be interested if our next Bond is going to be pitch black dark or it's going to be a return to a more more Moorish <laughs> type mm. style of wacky, well, not wacky necessarily, but a bit more funny. Not that Craig isn't funny, Anybody who's watched Logan Lucky, and I'm the biggest fan of Knives Out. Uh, yeah. Benoit Blanc. Love Knives Out. <laughs> Benoit Blanc. I watched Knives Out like three times in the cinema. I loved that. Twice in Philadelphia. And that was when I did, and it, when I was in Philadelphia, I had to pay for every ticket because I didn't have my unlimited card. And that's how much I enjoyed Knives Out. Oh my God, woe is me. Uh, oh, woe is me. You have no idea. I stood in the rain for half an hour waiting to watch Marriage Story, fresh off a breakup, and then cried my eyes out. That's the woe is me of Philadelphia movie going. Oh, I I cried on a train yesterday. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. 
And the worst part about dreams is that you can't turn them off. They're just like going, I'm going to fuck your day up. I'm just going to make you have this dream. <laughs> True that, my friend. The Kremlin. Oh, yes. All of the Kremlin. It's longer than 10 minutes. Love yeah. that bit. I mean, this is all bullshit. Let's just be... The 10 minute straight single minute thing is a farce. My, my it's just favorite... because my favourite podcast is the rewatchables and they are best seen. And I don't just want to steal it and just say best seen. Well, like, the reason I think I like the Kremlin so much is because there's not much Jane. I feel bad for her. feel hmm. bad for the actress. I do not like her character. Okay, I was going to come into this going, she's better than I remember. She's better than I remember. I still don't like her. I still don't care about her very much. Yeah, what don't I like? Yeah, yeah, of course it makes sense. What don't, yeah, anything in particular about uh, Paula Patton? Not Paula Patton, obviously, personally. (laughs) No, the actress is fine. I think, you know, she's, she's beautiful and stuff like that. And I'm sure she's a good actress. I just, I'm not compelled by her character that much, that's all. No, that's, that's very fair. That's very fair. I didn't um, think her, she had good chemistry with the rest of the cast. And also... This, you know, we, that's all we, my personal opinion. We had to talk about Jeremy Renner yet. This feels like a very weird movie that goes nowhere because it is so clear that Jeremy Renner was... Like, they've said it multiple times that, like, Jeremy Renner was put in this film and positioned to carry on the franchise. Not unlike Born Legacy, mm. that also went to pot, but um, I'm just repositioning yeah. my towel. So this seat is so uncomfortable, and this towel does nothing, actually. Uh, it just looks like something. It just looks like Why a cushion, man. Fucking cushions. Um yeah, and, and so this movie ends and we never see Jeremy Renner again. That is not true. Oh, no, he's in Rogue Nation, isn't he? Yeah, idiot. Oh, my God, he's so much is in Rogue Nation and it's so forgettable. That is, that, that, how bad is that? That I literally forgot yeah. that Jeremy Renner is in, in, in an entire other I movie. I think the problem is, <laughs> the problem is, is Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise have such great chemistry. Mm-hmm that kind of blows everyone else away so you don't care. And it's a, not weird's a bad word. It's an interesting kind of chemistry. We've seen two like sexy, handsome guys being cool guys. I'm Jeremy Renner and I'm Tom Cruise. That's cool. That's great. Talk about Butch Cassidy again. But with Ving Rhames and with Simon Pegg, it's like an interesting texture. With Ilsa as well, it's, it's a more interesting dynamic. Than just yeah, I think sexy model, a guy, I think and Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, I think what it is is that, um, I'm just missing Luther. I just want Luther in this film. Yeah, but with Jeremy Renner's character, Brand is it Brandt? Brandt, yeah, Agent Brandt. Um, he's supposed. I just don't like that. There's this like, oh, he's trying to be in power. Oh, but he's not because he feels bad because oh, he, he let Julia die. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. She's I don't still know. a nurse. It's... She's fine. She's not a nurse. She's a doctor. Oh, don't you. Uh... <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. I can, I, I can fully imagine. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I like that dynamic. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I really like Jeremy Renner and I think he's pretty good in this. And I'm sure he's going to yeah. be Ignatian now that I remember that he's there. But um, No, I actually don't mind his character in this. I think, you know, the bit where he talks about how, you know, he was supposed to be watching Julia. It's and, a good um, little monologue and he does well. It's the it. good little monologue. And also it makes things that like when Benji has been talking like, no, no, they they did they got divorced she left him or like when they're in the Kremlin and he's like oh sorry to hear about you and Julia yeah I really liked her that bit adds a bit of emotional punch and you're like, oh. obviously we've we've seen it before so we know that Julia's still alive I mean I but, didn't last week <laughs> well yeah but first oh time I remembered Fallout sorry sorry yeah go on but first time watching that you're like damn mm-hmm. that is gutting Ethan's yeah. been through a lot well, I think, I mean, we all know sad boy Tom. And so, yes, the whole ending here of, of him pining after Julia and, and he can't even say hello and he's got to just smile and put his headphones in and <laughs> put his hood up. Um, yeah, why is he always dressing like within a hoodie and stuff like that? Like, dude, know. you're in your 50s. Like, He's a cool guy. Um, so, yes, I did enjoy the whole sad pining man aspect of this and I love uh, you know uh, I love love and all that so this, uh, that whole angle does appeal to me and I, I think yeah as we've talked about this multiple times with Ethan's love interests mm. I don't know whether you I, I don't know whether you're going to stick by this or whether you misremembered it but you sort of said that they tried to get a bit of chemistry going with him and Paula Patton I didn't really yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really I just, get that I just the bit where they're in the um, what's it called? You know, the the in Mumbai and they're at that party. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. When she's he, with when she's with the Slumdog Millionaire host. Yeah, and he's like, oh, he kisses her and he's like, it'll work. And I'm like, what? What did you do? Why did you do that? <laughs> what? How did that work? I think he was already going to call her. He didn't need to do that. Like, it was just weird, like a weird bit put in. It's like Tom intentionally put in his contract, must kiss at least someone at least once. I mean, it's not as much as a boss move as Ben Affleck uh, saying to David Fincher, I think you should watch this uh, Emily Ratajkowski. I think she's good. Mm. Um, I've just found out that my table has all this plastic. So all you ASMR fans are going to really enjoy this episode. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to stop and I'll do it after. Probably best, to be honest. Yeah, prob- prob- probably. Um, yes, the, the Kremlin sequence is is delightful. We should talk about the Wiz Khalifa building. Yeah, I mean, him, you know, jump. I, I just want to talk about the Kremlin bit one more, just for okay. a second, because one of my favourite bits is when... He, first of all, the fact that they don't use a mask, I think it's a great callback to the first film. Yeah. Um, not Certainly not the second, Jesus Christ. He would have been in full, <laughs> would have been a completely different actor. I think it's a good uh, callback to Mission Impossible 2 and mask fatigue. Yeah, I suppose so. And then, do they use a mask in this film? Uh, no. The, the bad guy does. The bad guy uses a mask and you're like, oh my God, they can use masks too. Um, but does do they they use masks? No, 
No, they just have some like facial apparatus on Tom Cruise. Yeah, and then um, I I love the bit that they just you know it's the whole idea that he's a spy so he can hide in plain sight. You know, he takes off the all his disguises and turns stuff inside out. Like that's cool. I like that bit. And then obviously he gets blown up. He does. Um, I mean, I think of all the movies, this is the one where Ethan Hunt is not living through it. Mm. The Kremlin explosion, I mean, Jesus Christ, and the car at the end, got a big problem with that. But ha- um, The Burj Khalifa as well, like, I'm sorry, he's dead. Oh, oof, oof. But one thing I do like about the Burj Khalifa bit, which I think is cool, is that in that moment, the bad guy and the not the antagonist necessarily, but the obstacle, you know, they use a naturally occurring disaster. They use a sandstorm, which is common in Dubai, and they use that as, as an obstacle that makes things hard. It isn't just a person. It's also mm. they've got nature against them, which I think is cool. I think it just leads into that sort of Mission Impossible thing of like, oh, oh and another thing. And another thing, and we go back to Langley and the whole thing of, well, it's not just that. There's also this, and there's also this, and there's also this, and there's also this. Um, yeah, I think overall the whole Dubai setting and and in within the sandstorm and the, the beautiful um, stark visuals of that, no matter how perhaps illogical, I guess the term would be, um, a lot of that stuff is... Um, it's very, very visually. I mean, I don't know if George Miller saw this and thought about some visuals for Mad Max, but there's definitely a lot of it there. Um, uh, the the color palette and um, the way the way it's shot and coming in and out of the sand is mm. is very visually like Mad Max Road. Um, yeah, I, I'm just reading the IMDb bit and about the sandstorm scene, and it was shot in super 35 millimeters rather than IMAX hmm. because the blowing sand would be invisible on film, even IMAX, because of motion blur. Hmm. It'd only be like a red fog. So 35 millimeter has like enlarged in, in large grain. So it, it's, it's, it's when it's blown up, it looks, it, it look it's, you can see the sand. Hmm. It's not just. The fog. I remember seeing Carol on the big screen and going, why is it so grainy? Mm. When I was a kid, and I didn't know. Mm. <laughs> didn't understand film texture. Now I watch it and go, this is one of the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movies I've ever seen. Uh, and then uh, the uh, car garage later. Uh, an ingenious setting and yeah. uh, wonderfully Great exciting scene. sequence. I, one of my favourite it's like a comedic moment in a time when he keeps pressing he goes mission accomplished and then you but but then you get at the end Luther taking the piss out of him which I think is the only reason they even put it in the film is so that Luther could have a go at him you'd hope or or they put it in and they were like oh Jesus Christ we need and then after the fact they were like let's get Ving Reigns to say something Mm. You'd hope. Mm. But also they don't, if you are going to have him say mission accomplished and whack and then it needs to be, that needs to be it. It can't be, because it feels like having your cake and eat it. We're having the mission mission accomplished, 
I've seen movies before. I know how ridiculous movies can be. I'll give you that. And then, um, but then there's, it doesn't work. And then he's got to go back and hit it again. And I feel like he's sort of lose a bit of momentum, actually, weirdly. Mm. I do like that end scene. Um, I also like the scene in the hospital after the Kremlin. Yes. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, the party scene. No, you're not a big fan of Slumdog Millionaire. The only bit I like is the bit where he takes his shoes off and it is just the most smooth taking off of shoes I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I do feel he is a bit wacky, this uh, Dubai Indian chic. It's, it's, again, we're into the world of comedy and all that that um, doesn't really particularly work mm. in, that, in, that, in, in, in that sequence in particular. Um Tom's uh, weirdly specific favourite parts of the film. I love Leah Seydoux shooting just yeah. so lovely. And, She's um, beautiful, by the way. Leah Seydoux is an incredibly beautiful woman. Are you a Blue is the Warmest Colour fan? Um, Were watched... you a Blue is the Warmest Colour fan before, you know, all this terrible, terrible stuff about them feeling uncomfortable? I just find it really boring. Yeah, it is boring, isn't it? It's like, oh, come on, lesbians. Come and they're on. just like, eat it, <laughs> like Billy Agnet. Come on, lesbians. <laughs> Like I still I haven't seen Portrait of a Woman on Fire. Mm. I'm I'm sure I I just want I want a lesbian rom com. That's what I want. Did you watch Happier Season? No. Is oh, that the one about Kristen Stewart and, and Aubrey Plaza? Oh no, I didn't watch it. It was it was fine. Um This is what I'm saying. I want a good one. But also it did have, I think, I think you're when you're I don't want to put words in your mouth, but when you say you just want a rom-com, I imagine what you're saying is you don't want to spend half an hour on coming out and guilt yeah. and shame. Whereas Happier want... Season did have a lot of that. She was still I not just... out to Victor Garber. I just want uh we're both established lesbians. There's no coming out, there's no sad story about being in the closet. I just want two women to fall in love. Yeah, well, write it. I mean, I say, uh, uh, don't you just hate it when people say, well, write it, as if you've got enough money and, like, like a producer in your pocket to call up and say, here's my script. I'm not even, I'm not a good script writer neither, so it wouldn't be very good, would it? Well, I'll write it. Oh, a man, a straight white man writing a lesbian uh, rom-com. I mean, we don't need to relitigate this conversation. I've written lesbians before. Liz and Lucy Miller in the trial of Ian Don Leo. And a lesbian read that and she was like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, just basically write it like they're straight people and then make one of them a woman. There you yeah. go. She said, um, that was really good. Now, please, please put the gun down. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, Steve Martin joke, he goes, um, you know, I always ask, I often ask Tina Fey, um, how, how do you come up with such incredible characters and such great scripts? And she always says the same thing. Steve, this is the woman's bathroom. <laughs> that is good. God, I love Steve Martin. Um, what? So what other weirdly specific things oh, yes. do you like? I like Leah do shooting that man. I like the waiting for the door. I like the projector and just the back and forth of them. Du, 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 a little bit forward. You know what I love about that bit? There's no music. Mm. Takes us back I, to the good old days of Langley. Yeah, I like when, especially, it just happened quite a few times, I think, in the series, mm. when 
scenes like that where it has to be quiet is quiet they don't have and then you know the second he enters the room with all the nuclear pose whatever then the music starts again and And obviously really um, tense silent bit yeah and uh what was i gonna say i was gonna say something i like the bit where benji puts his face accidentally into the camera (laughs) that bit always makes me laugh uh also yeah tom cruise ducking his face into the retinal scanner that's fun yeah um I, I, I have here the, the piggyback reveal and uh, Mikael Blomquist from the Go the Dragon Tattoo movies coming in hot and going, uh, yes, no, uh, Lida, Lida, detonate the bomb and going, oh, no, we've been we've been ransacked. Oh, sorry, I'm, I couldn't resist. It was so pleasing. Stop. Oh, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I've still got so much to do, but I will do that after, after your grimaces. Um, we may get comments. These may be our first ever comments. <laughs> That's not true. One person commented on our North by Northwest episode and said it was released in 1959, guys. Ooh. Uh, actually, no, we have had some lovely comments, uh, mainly on the it's, it's um, Inside Number Nine stuff, uh, which takes us into... Um, Bruce shirt. Oh, it's Bruce Springsteen shirt. We all know. I yeah, love, I love the boss. that shirt. We all know I love the boss, and uh, so anytime the boss appears, we must talk about it. Um, I then have um, the car fire just blowing Tom Wilkinson like just dead. Just no bullshit. Poor Tom Wilkinson. He's in for one scene. He does his slightly wacky American accent from Batman Begins again, and uh, then just gets. Glacked. Um, very shocking, very, very good. Uh, then the glove loss is just absolutely terrifying. Mm. Um, that is just terrifying and unnerving and not fun at all. I love him making a firm joke when he huh? goes, This is the firm of uh Brant, Benji, and whatever. And uh my, obviously Tom Cruise was in the firm. Oh, right. Okay. You haven't seen The Firm, have you? No, I haven't. The Firm's good. Hmm. And uh, and he's like, Benini, Benini Lambert and Lark. That's the name of the uh, firm in The Firm. Uh, so it was, I don't know. Yeah, I think they must have known. It must be a firm joke. There's no way that you like just say that and have him say that line. Well, yeah, it probably is like a reference. Yeah. Speaking of Brant, I just, I love looking on IMDb and stuff like this. So, Anthony, Anthony Mackie, Christopher oh, you, Egan. I was going to do all this. Sorry, but I'm still that. And Tom, Chris Pine and Tom Hardy. Uh, any of those better? I think Chris Pine and Tom Hardy are two big names. Two, like they're too big. I think you could get away with Chris Pine. I don't think you oh. can get away with Tom Hardy. And I don't think Tom Hardy's right. I think Anthony Mackie could have worked. Yeah, I can see that. But I think he's also a bit too funny. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. He can be not funny. He's, mm, he can true. be not funny all the time. Didn't you watch Avengers Infinity War? Wah, wah. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, I'm a great guy. Uh, your, your more general, your more specific favourite parts of the film? Um, I've said quite a few of them. Yeah, you have. I 
Mm, what, what else can I think? Oh, there's a bit where, and I, sorry to say, I watched Cinema Windsor's video. Um, All right, yeah. Not Cinema Sins. I hate Cinema Sins. I watched Cinema Wins. Okay, and what were the Cinema Wins? Name a few. There's a bit, there's a bit um, that I, I like now is the subtitles um, when they're just after the Kremlin when he's in the hospital. Oh, and they're Russian subtitles. Yeah, they're Russian, and then they kind of go blah, 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 and turn into English because obviously he's just woken up, he's concussed. Yeah, I like that bit. Yeah. I like the bit where um, a return to him lip reading. Yeah, I like the bit with um, you know it shows that he, he is a spy. At the end of the day, he, it's what he does. Um, it's what he's good at, and he knows lots of languages, and he's smart. Um, yes. I like the bit with oh, I, I like Jane Carter's dress in the party scene. Yeah. Beautiful dress. Beautiful dress. Um, I like the bit where they're fighting. Um, and um, Jeremy Renner's like trying to get the thing to go so he can turn on the power. Yeah. He keeps reaching, he can't. I like what else? Bit, what other bit do I like? It's a really tense, well crafted movie. It has to I, be yeah. I, mean, I like as much when, as we are um, saying that it focuses on comedy more than the other movies. Um, it's still good. It's still tense. I like the bit with um, speaking of comedy, though. I like the bit where, and it, it seems to be a running a track record that Benji does this and not quite realizing how impossible some of the things that Ethan does is. Hmm. Is um, when he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to go into the server room from the outside and he's like oh it's easy it's fine you just have to go through the outside you can just scale the building and Ethan's like what what <laughs> maybe I, like I think you're framing it that way I think he just has a lot of faith in his friend why don't you think about it that way Katrina no I do I just especially it happens again in Rogue Nation where he just assumes yeah. that Ethan can do it all <laughs> and it just makes me laugh. I, I like Benji as a character. I'm glad that they brought him on full time. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I agree. I, I agree a lot. Um, which takes us into Soundtrack Connor, which we touched on. Uh, takes us into Oscar Travesty, which there aren't really. Uh, we'll corner, s- oh, go on. corner, I will say, I think I like the theme tune in this one better than the orchestral, than in- yeah. Yeah, I think it's better than two or three for definite. Well, yeah, not bloody limp. Although I do, Wah! I do miss, I do miss number two's ding 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 ding. I did, I do like that bit. That's good. Which takes him to Will's favorite building on set. Will's not here. Burj Khalifa building is beautiful. And the best single minute I have here, the mirrored meetings, is wonderful and wonderfully edited and and conceived and. And just the final last minute thing of bloody uh, Jeremy Renner. What if they have met before? Open the door. Katrina. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. I can't tell with I can't tell with the no camera. Sorry, sorry. Any uh, best single minute nominations, Katrina? I feel like I've said them, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh yeah, we do with you. We have more open ended starting conversations than than. Uh, and then by the yeah, end... I'm a bit terrible at sticking to the... I don't know if that's just my personality. I'm a bit terrible at sticking to the things and mm. staying on path. But, you know, I think it leads to some good conversations. Indeed. Best line. Your line's not long enough. No shit! It's not the first time we've heard him curse. I'm not sure it might be, actually. Hmm. 
No, I think he tells, I think he says the F-bomb in the third one, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I should have been keeping track on this. How many times does he have sex? How many times does his hair change? <laughs> and how many times does he swear? I never saw him again until two days ago in Moscow when the secretary introduced me to Ethan Hunt. Um, what? I don't remember the exact line, but it's where Brunt is like, oh, how did you know that they would go after that? you know, the floating body. And he goes, mm. like, something, and then he goes, oh, I they like I assume they weren't thinking of something like, he says something about how, he's like, how did you know that that's what they would think? And he goes, I didn't, because they weren't thinking, they just wanted something to shoot at. I think oh. that's a cool line, because that's, I, I always thought it was a cool line. He's a cool guy. Oh, I have a specific moment that I like. Go on. So the bit where he gets into the secretary's car instantly starts, he borrows a pen, instantly starts scribbling on his hand. Mm-hmm. That or So that actually sets, and he shows him, and he's got like a picture-perfect, basically picture-perfect memory. Mm-hmm. That sets up Rogue Nation, where he draws um, Ilsa perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I just think that's a cool thing that Ethan, a skill he has, is that mm-hmm. he's very a very good portrait artist. Yeah. I like I, I like it when they bring stuff back. I, I don't like when they sort of act as if the first three movies didn't happen. I We know that the second and third are a bit more ridiculous or whatever, but we don't care. I wouldn't mind him mentioning Tandy Newton again and going, yeah, yeah. it was a disease. Your name was... Uh... Oh, shit, what was her name again? <laughs> obviously not that. I feel like, obviously, third isn't neglected, but I do think no. two is basically completely not talked about again obviously number one in fallout is referenced because you know um vanessa kirby plays max's daughter mm-hmm. is cool and uh henry zane is coming back in the next movie which you're very very excited about take him and ship him his clothes um mm. oh, vanessa kirby um vanessa redgrave what a shit! I don't want to get too dark. Mm. How good it would how good would it have been if Natasha Richardson was still alive and she could quite literally be Max's daughter? Yeah, that would that would have been good. And also, um, I mean, we'll talk about it in Fallout or whatever. But why not just have Max back? I know, like, we can't have any sexy Vanessa Kirby. Oh, she's throwing, she's doing action stuff. And I know that Vanessa Redgrave is a rather old woman now, but. Um, why not? And also, there is a Richardson daughter. She's called Loli. No, she's not. She's called. <laughs> I've done this whole thing and I've forgotten her name. Oh my god! Oh, I'm not opening my Spotify. I want my IMDb. 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 The girl with the dragon tattoo. Not the Swedish. Jolie Richardson, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And Jolie Richardson's still great. Why don't they get? Jo- why didn't they get Jolie Richardson in? Anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, talk about that another time. Um, any other? Any other best lines? No. Okay. Well, that is, as they say. Oh no, I have one. It's not like any mission is going to be rougher than the last one, is it? I hate when movies immediately go for the we're going to blow up the world's plot line, which this one kind of does. Because from that point on, I'm just like, I mean, 
all right yeah I mean I, I no I, I don't mind it because I don't know I think it, it does work and I think he does have you know reasons but yeah it's my big one's Marvel when like every single one of them is we're gonna blow up the world or blow up New York or something yeah it do you annoys me I think how does I mean fallout I mean fallout pretty and big. Fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. they all do the same thing from here on out I guess but I suppose Rogue Nation and Fallout, you had an established villain. Mm. Yeah. And also Ilse, so does it really matter? <laughs> this is true. Um, wah, 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 wah. Okay, um, let's get negative. What's the change? Any changes? Nothing I would necessarily change in this one, really. Mm. I just wish... Maybe they'd given more for Jane to do. I'm not sure. I, I do like the bit where she kicks her out the window, though. I do like that bit. Yeah, but then she gets she just gets railed by Renna. Yeah, and it's like, dude, like she's trying to kill her. What did you want her to do? Um, I have a couple because I'm boring. Um, the bit where Leah Sadu gets facial recognised and his phone just pops up, assassin. <laughs> yeah, that bit is funny. But I suppose I've... that's. That's visually for the audience, not. Yeah. I've got here no Kremlin. Oh, the fact that it's blown up. Now, where is the Kremlin? In that universe, there just isn't a Kremlin. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't like that the credits give away major things. I mean, I know that we live in a world of trailers, but it's just like. I wonder if that's a callback to... It's a callback to all of them. They all do it. But if, I think it's stupid. No, but I wonder if it's a callback to the TV show. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, but the TV show won't have had the same thing every episode, will it? It'll have had, it'll have had like, normal, t- like, all TV shows. Might have done, though. No, they might have done. never know. Yeah, I never know. All right, fair enough. I, right. They, the first three seasons were in CEX. And, they, and if they were less than a tenner each, I would have probably bought them. Clearly, you're not dedicated. No, I'm not dedicated. Um, Pitiful. The projector just breaks that easily when two people are being recognised. Yeah, that is an odd one. Shit, (laughs) it's a bad, bad device. Uh, There's no way in hell he survives driving the car off and just slamming it so hard in the face yeah but um but also it's ethan hunt so maybe maybe he's got i don't know adamantine whatever wolverine's bones are made out of what was the name of the rock and what was the name of the mineral in avatar do you remember no i don't unobtainium oh god um that's that's another film he wanted me to watch the other day was avatar Avatar and Master Commander is the most incredible double bill I've ever heard of. I was not, I was not prepared. To, I love films, you know I do, but I was not prepared to watch like six hours of films. I also made him watch Darth Mar- Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, what a show. Right? He liked it, but we didn't finish it, but he did like it. We did other so he wanted to watch three and a half hours of Avatar, but he didn't want to watch three hours of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. No, he, he, he was tired 
and we did other things instead. Right. <laughs> Tom Cruise performed the sequence. Way to put this podcast right in the filth, Katrina. <laughs> Tom Cruise performed the sequence where Ethan Hunt scales the outside of the Burj Khalifa Tower himself. Obviously, we know this. Um, Cruise dangled outside the tower at approximately 17,000 feet or 518 Yeah, meters. honestly, that is not even hard. I could do that. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't want to come for Tom Cruise, but with all the wires, it's not like he did it. It's not like he had fucking gloves. Yeah, it's not like it was actually gloves. Like, I'm not being funny. Put me on wires. I'm doing that. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd be shit scared, but I could do it. Yeah. So, sorry, Tom. Not you, Tom. Cruise, Tom. According to Tom Cruise, he was happy to hear that they were using a subtitle in the film's heading instead of a number. Cruise has never been a fan of a number at the end of the film's sequel titles, as he's always considered each film as a standalone feature in the Mission Impossible franchise. Mm. I like that. I agree. Here's the question. What would the subtitles for the other films have been? Okay. Mission Impossible 2. You can't have your second movie be called Chimera. Yeah, you can. Mission Impossible 2. Well, no, because Ghost Protocol, that's not like, ooh, it's not called like, ooh, nuclear war, is it? It's not called like... <laughs> no, you're right. It's not called Mission Impossible Nuclear. Chimera <laughs> or... Double motorcycle crash. Or... This one's... Or Mission Impossible 2. This one's horny. <laughs> Uh, Mission Impossible 3 would have been like Rabbit's Foot or It can't like... be Rabbit's Foot Nobody's releasing a movie <laughs> called Rabbit's Foot unless it's a fucking indie movie about a dad who's like dealing with depression Mission Impossible 3 Rabbit's Foot Mission Impossible 3 um, Disavowed Oh that would be good That would Thank be good, you. I like that Thank actually you. That's probably going to be the name of this one Let's just be honest <laughs> It's not like it's going to be an integral no, part. No, the next, the next one is Mission Impossible 7. Oh, my God, look, I'm on a steam train. Steaming. <laughs> um, Katrina, are you a fan of Dermot Mulroney? Who's that? It's the guy from My Best Friend's Wedding. And, oh, no, 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 far better, far better thing to say. Um, oh, he's from New Girl. Jess's, Jess's, Jess's relationship daddy. Yeah, what's his name in, in New Girl? Daddy. No, it's Russell. Russell. Uh, Dermot Mulroney plays cello in the orchestra for this movie, in the scoring orchestra, uh, because as well as being an actor, he's also a classical cellist who occasionally Whoa. plays in recording sessions for soundtracks. Hey, you know, you know what? I love cello. That was my favourite part of Mastering Commando was Paul Benny playing the cello. So, you know. And all of your favourite parts of uh, Mastering Commando have one thing in common. Paul Benny. Yeah. Um, here's another one for you. At the end of the movie, Ethan uh, receives instructions for his next mission, which involve a terrorist organisation called The Syndicate. This is a nod to the original television series where The Syndicate was the mafia-like crime empire used as an enemy for most of the IMF's domestic-based... Oh, missions. so The Syndicate is a callback. The Syndicate, then. it was the big villain in the show, yes. Oh, interesting, interesting. Even I knew, I, I knew that one, even though I didn't buy them at CX. 
I, I know from my weird, miserable life of pop culture. Mm. Uh, Christopher, Christopher McCory, Christopher McCory, writer and director of uh, the five to eight installments of the franchise, did significant rewrites at the end of the film, including switching who kills the villain from Jeremy Renner's William Brandt to Simon Pegg's Benji Dunn. Mm. He did this by pitching to the studios, studio executives at Paramount, a father-son bond between Ethan and Benji. I don't see father-son, but I do see mentor-mentee. Mm, yeah. I see mentor-manatee. No way. Who's the manatee? <laughs> um, okay, Tom's big question. Is this the best Ethan intro? I think you could make that... I think you could... I mean, obviously all the mask tearing off like early on are good, but... Mm. I think the whole Great Escape and the shadowy and just the hair. I mean, I guess the rock climbing's good. It's it, it's almost like he's a superstar movie star and has to be announced incredibly well. Mm. Um, um, the other big question, is this the funniest movie? I think by far. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, obviously, Simon Pegg, there's a, oh, there's a bit in Rogue Nation I can't wait to talk about that makes me absolutely cry with after every single time. <laughs> um, and it's Simon Pegg because I just find Simon Pegg very funny. Um, so I, I think I think they're all a lot funnier from here on out. But yeah. this is the funniest. And that's without Luther. And I think that's shocking. I think Luther should have been in this film. Yeah. I mean, my <laughs> biggest wish for part seven is for... Ving Rains to get the F bomb because mm. some of his some of his Pulp Fiction swearing is some of the best ever. I love Ving Rains. My favourite was watching. I don't know if I said it in the last episode. Was Mum going, "Who names the kid Ving?" I was like, I googled it. It went, "Oh, his name's Irving." She went, "Oh, right," as if like someone actually just named their kid Ving. I mean, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jones just named their kid Cosmo. I don't want to come for either of those people who I like a lot, but... They they clearly went to that buffet restaurant that's called Cosmo's and just really enjoyed it. You really couldn't think of a better joke, could you? No, I couldn't, actually. Katrina... And you, know, you know what? I stand by it. I stand by it. Katrina, we've got two films left. Probably the most... Uh, oh, no. After Mission Impossible... Um, which is probably, which is definitively still my favourite before a rewatch of Fallout. Mm. And we'll see what happens. Um, we're, we're into Macquarie territory. We're into... I'm excited for Macquarie territory. Do you remember when Christopher Macquarie was supposed to make Top Gun 2? I don't, I must have missed that, the news where that swapped over to this new guy. I, I didn't even know. I've still never seen the first Top Gun. Nearly watched that the other day. You know what's... You know what the worst parts about Top Gun are? What? All the flying is, like, terribly shot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All the flying... Ah, uh, uh, yeah, Christopher Quarry had a, a screenplay credit, but then again, five other people have screenplay credits well, as well. there you go. Oh, John Hamm's going to be in it. Miles Teller's going to be in it. Val Kilmer's going to be in it. Ed Harris is going to be in it. Jennifer Connelly's going to be oh. I'm very excited for Top Gun 2. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 not a bad movie, but it's definitely not a good movie. It's a very fun movie. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have. If I'll be talking... like, I, presumably you will watch it and then watch yeah. Maverick at the cinema. So yeah. I am very excited for your opinions of. No, mum and me, mum and my stepdad are pretty big T T Cruise fans. So. Oh yeah, and you you still ever watch Magnolia? My favorite one of no, not only one of I my favorite seen, movies of all I've time. I've seen Jerry. I've seen Jerry. <gasps> Love Jerry Maguire. Have we that... filmed Jerry? Did we film an episode on Jerry, or am I going crazy? No, we. I've said like to you name a time and a place and I will do the Jerry Maguire episode I thought we filmed it but maybe we just spoke about it at we just spoke about it at le- you watched it in like lockdown three or whatever with a vengeance and then we had like a messenger neither of us could call but we had a whole messenger chat for like a I good hour a- I watched it at Christmas I think around yeah. Christmas yeah. so it would have been lockdown two or whatever lockdown three who gives a shit who cares it's a at this who cares? I was going to say it's a load of fucking bollocks, but I don't want anybody to think that I'm anti-vax. Or yeah, we're not anti-vax. Or yeah, anti- <laughs> yeah we're, we're anti-coronavirus. We're not anti-vax. We're not anti-mask. Yes, I I keep catching myself because I keep it's like I work in a in a in a, in a sort of back alley pub in um, in Kent, and uh, all the I like I'll say, oh, it's just shit, isn't it? And they go, yeah, it is a load of shit, isn't it? It's a load of shit. And I go, no, 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 <laughs> no you don't understand. Yeah, I just nearly doxed you as well because I nearly said where you lived. <laughs> Sorry about that, but I didn't. I caught myself. I have mentioned Sidkip before because Will, um, what did Will think Sidkip was? Did he oh. think it was something to do with uni? No, it was like, I don't know. I, think he, I, I can't remember. I think it was the right to the episode. Anyway. Go listen to all of the podcasts ever released. Um, okay. I'm talking to you, Katrina. <laughs> yeah, me specifically. Not um, just the ones I'm in. Not just the ones you're in. Uh, did you ever watch the quizzes back? No. No. They're the they're the only ones that you're in that you are unable to watch. Mm, oh, did I? Who knows? Go back and watch them, everybody. And you've and by this time you'll have been in uh, Quizathon two. Oh yeah, didn't think about that. Quiz harder. Who knows? You well, may you may be the victor. You may have made a raging comeback. Uh, you, you never know. Here's the thing, Tom. Yeah. I'm an underdog, and you you never know what you're going to get. Yes, I've lost at mini golf the past three times I played it, hmm. but the fourth time I could I could bring it back. You know, nobody thought that um, OJ. <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. Yeah. You can all make your Let's, own OJ jokes. Anyway, Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible. Accomplished. Jesus oh. Christ, Katrina. Da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-